What's happening, everybody? It's your man, Dame DNYDC. Two mics up. It's Monday night. Now, tonight's a very, 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 and I'm going to throw it in there again, very special night. Uh, mostly because, one, you know, we are closing out season five. This is our 150th episode of Two Mics Up. Fifty episodes, and I couldn't think of a better way to close out season season five, you know, uh, with an amazing guest that's going to join me on the other mic tonight. It's going to, she's going to be giving us some real education on how to elevate your profits, you know. And um, this is really her specialty, and you know, this sister is one of the baddest, you know, women out here that I, I've come across, you know, in her field and in her profession, and. She's going to take some time tonight to really share that with us. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let me bring, you know, the amazing Kelly Thorpe to the mic. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. How are you? Thank you so much, Dane. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm fabulous. How are you today? Oh, look, I love it. I love it when I, I, I always say this, you know, when you see that smile and you see that energy from you guys, it just makes it just that much more pleasant. And I'm I'm really excited. Like I, you can't see it, but my hands are standing. Uh, but I, I really want to dig in and really jump in because you're really phenomenal. And, and I and I say that in a sense from really having the time to dig in uh, and really learn about you. You know, you really help others really work and, and develop, but without burning themselves out. Now, I'm going to step away. I want you to really open up with that because a lot of people don't even know at times, first of all, what is a fractional CFO? And then a lot of us don't even know that we need it at times. So could you just kind of open there and kind of talk about what a fractional CFO is and why some of us may need us or when we may need you? Yeah, most definitely. So, yes, I am Kelly Thorpe from Commerce with Kelly, and I am a fractional CFO to small business owners. What we do at my firm is we take on your bookkeeping and accounting, but what sets us apart is we give you tailor-made financial strategy mm. so you can know how to be sustainably profitable profitable in your business and optimize your productivity and stop burning yourself out. Um, so a fractional CFO is basically just as it sounds. We are a CFO for your business for a fraction of the time. Mm -hmm. So how I tell people all the time is Fortune 500 companies did not wait until they got to Fortune 500 to need financial strategy and to build a business around their financial strategy. Mm -hmm. They it. had an accounting department, a director of finance or a CFO to help them build those strategies to get there. So mm -hmm. it's a large part of what I saw when I transitioned to entrepreneurship that was missing in a lot of small businesses as they don't think about their financial strategy. Most go straight to what they're familiar with. And that's usually a bookkeeper or a CPA or a tax person. Yep. Um, and no one's thinking, well, who's helping me with my financial strategy so I can be sustainable. And that, that is so true. I, I'm saying, as you're talking, I'm like, 
again, like I said, being a small business owner, you go with what you know and, and kind of the, I guess what you say, general practices are, right? Um, it's mind-blowing to me. Sometimes it's good to step back and really have someone else and sit down with someone else who can really guide you and navigate you through and really help you, I guess, really meet your goal. Because there, there should be a goal, right? And by having that fractional person to kind of really break that down for you and help you reach that goal, it really makes a lot of sense. Um, but I have to ask with that, Kelly, though, like, because a lot of us, it doesn't come to us naturally, right? And for you, it sounds like this was something that came natural. Was this always something, you know, that you wanted to do or that you were interest, interested in from a young age? Yes. So I knew I wanted to be an accountant from the age of 16. Wow. And how I can vividly remember it is because a high school friend, actually, we did a cotillion together. Mm -hmm. And he actually sent me the book from the cotillion where my bio was. And my closer was I wanted to be an accountant or a police dispatcher. What? Um, yes. <laughs> yes. So and it's funny because I tell people I am not your typical accountant where numbers has always been like my niche and my whiz. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people are typically surprised that I am an accountant because mm -hmm. I'm usually a lot more outgoing than most people that sit behind a spreadsheet that's in the <laughs> um, But what I appreciate, and I, and I know even from that age when I was in AP classes and taking calculus in high school, I appreciated that the numbers were the numbers. Like mm -hmm. life is so gray and you just never know what's happening or what's going to happen and what's ahead. And right. the one thing that you can be for certain is one plus one will always equal two. <laughs> and I figured very early on, if I'm going to have a lot of gray ahead of me, I'm going to join a field that's very black and white. Right. I um, so I did. I knew I wanted to be an accountant from an early age. Now that looked very differently throughout my career. I, I have always been in the field of accounting, but I've been in different roles in accounting. Mm -hmm. And my last corporate role was a C-suite position where I okay. had a dual role as a CFO and the chief administrative officer mm -hmm. of a firm. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, but transitioning, I never knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur or a business owner. I, that was not something that I ever even thought of. Um, mm -hmm. It literally just fell in my lap. I loved corporate. Mm -hmm. I loved the roles that I had in corporate because I enjoyed pouring into people and building great teams. Right, right. And I would always be that person that would take on the messy job. And I would tell the partners, because usually at that level, that's who you're reporting to, the owners, mm -hmm. the partners of the firm. And I would tell them all the time, don't hire me if you're not ready for change because okay. I'm yeah. not that person, person. that's go with the status quo. Right. And I enjoy building people and putting them in the right seats. I didn't hire mm -hmm. people that just needed a job. It was important that you actually were in your zone of genius. Yeah. So yeah. it is amazing to me now. I'm three years into my own business. And a lot of what I didn't even realize that God was putting into me to have this business yeah. is now transformed that now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's exactly where it came from. I am grateful for where I am, but my position in entrepreneurship just came from a couple of attorneys that started their firms in sole practice. 
and asked me to help set up their accounting department. Wow. And again, I was in that dual role at, as a C-suite executive, very busy, but I told them, I'll help you on the weekends, I'll help you in the evenings when I can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And after doing that and duplicating that, I realized this is a thing because it would come to a point where they didn't want me to pass it off to the people and do oh, wow. it internally. Wow. I would build their teams and they were like, but can you still act as a CFO and continue to give a strategy? And I'm like, well, that's what I'm going to train your team to team do. To do. Right. We want you to do it. Right. So initially, I didn't even know, honestly, that it was a missing component in, in, in entrepreneurial space. I right. knew they had bookkeepers, but I didn't realize I was giving financial strategy. strategy. Because at this point, I had been in this career as a CFO doing right. this. So it was right. just... That's natural to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when I first launched my firm, I did brand myself as a bookkeeping and tax preparation firm. Wow. And it wasn't until about a year or so ago, I got a business coach and she was like, okay, well, tell me what you're doing. When I told her, she was like, this is not bookkeeping. Right. Not, That's not next level. You next level. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Next level. Yeah, most definitely. So that's how it came about. I knew I always wanted to be an accountant, but I, God knows I wasn't, I didn't know that I would have my own accounting firm at this point <laughs> in my life. Yeah. I love it. You know, you talk about your journey and it's really amazing because, you know, wearing multiple hats and, and, and really what I, I want to hone in on, you know, really as a woman of color, you know, in the financial field, um, I mean, just being a woman of color, look, let's just call it what it is tough every day. Uh, but to be in that financial realm, which let's be honest, probably mostly male dominated uh, and orientated. Um, you know, how did you find space really to to not even space, but how did you create space for yourself to be able to successfully navigate, you know, some of the challenges that you may have faced? And I know it had to be really, you know, both personally, because sometimes and that sometimes is a personal challenge. Uh, but then in, in your career, you know, so that you can, you know, continue as, you know, like I like to say, looking at you, you know, you was, you know, moving up and showing out. So, you know, how did you navigate it? Because I think that's important for people to hear and understand that sometimes you're not the only one, you know, that that's had to navigate through a struggle. Yeah, no, most definitely. So, yeah, you're right. In the finance realm, period, it is a very male dominated field. So, Initially, for me, I've always been pretty driven and I've always took the next step ahead. Even if I was scared, even if I was unsure, I would take it scared. I might cry. I might vomit before, <laughs> but I'm going to do it scared. That's just how I've always been. And quite frankly, it's how I moved up in my career at such a fast pace because it wasn't because I was always qualified, to be honest. It okay. was because they saw my ambition right. and I did it scared. Right. So when I moved to a CFO role, it was no different, right? I just right. did it scared and I had worked my way up in these different positions to a place where I was afraid, right. but I knew that I had to keep going. And I remember, honestly, I was not my biggest. I remember I was a billing clerk at a law firm that had over 10,000 attorneys in it. Wow. And they hired a COO to start working there. And she was it, a woman. It was a woman. And it was one of the first women in the C-suite at the firm. 
-hmm. And of course, you can only imagine the number of people between me and her. Um, But I remember it was her first or second day. And I went up to her office and I introduced myself to her. And I told her, I'm a billing clerk downstairs. And if you ever want somebody to come and just sit and help you strategize about anything or do a roundtable discussion, I'm downstairs and I'm the billing clerk. From that point on, she just took me in because she was so surprised that Mm -hmm. I had that initiative, right? Right. So that was just always my, how I was built, I feel like. But that Mm -hmm. still doesn't mean I wasn't afraid. It was just the outer shell was pretty hard and I could project very well. Um, It wasn't until the world shut down March 16, 2020 in COVID. Mm -hmm. I started a new role that day was my first day on the job at that dual position where I was the CFO, CAO at a $27 million lobbying firm on Capitol Hill. Wow. And I was the only black woman in the firm. Wow. Wow. And I was the only second black person that worked in the firm. There was only two black people in the firm. And I was in the C-suite position, right? At a very politically driven time, here Mm -hmm. I am at a lobbying firm in this very position as a black woman. Mm -hmm. That was the biggest challenge I had ever faced in my career. Um, And how I overcame that was leaning on my faith and just Mm -hmm. knowing God built me for this. this, They're no different than I am. I don't care what color they are. I, as, as a matter of fact, I'm more experienced. That's why they have they me hide, right, right. in this role, right? They did not bring a black woman who interviewed with braids at the time right. in, in this role right. if I was not qualified or mm. more than qualified in the financial aspects than they right. were. Right. So I just had to stay focused in that and stay grounded in that. And like I said, the first day was COVID. They had never worked virtual. Here I am coming from a firm where I had built them to be virtual five years ago. So Mm. when COVID happened, those people just took their laptops home. So here I am in a position where I can completely turn this firm around. It was so, and it was natural for me. Right. So I just jumped in that seat and through prayer, meditation, it was the most nerve wracking um, because while I was saying all those things to myself, I did feel the pressure. Mm Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how am I going to do it? I'm not a very political person. Wow. How am I going to navigate working in a political firm where wow. everyone's rights? Right. You go in their office, they got Trump bobbleheads or Barack Obama bobbleheads. Right. It's the, you're either on one side one, you're one the Republican other. or one side you're Democrat. And it's right. written all throughout the office. Right. Wow. And then Black Lives Matter movement happens three months later. And I'm like, Ooh, whirlwind. Lord, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, man. You in a, whew, I couldn't yeah. even imagine. That's a straight tornado going on it every was. day. Every day. Oh it was. Goodness. And I just knew that God was preparing me for something that oh, was gosh. far bigger than this firm and this position and where it was. Because at the heart, I'm always like, who am I here to serve? Right. Who am I here to serve no matter what I'm in? And so literally it's nothing but the the supernatural that got that gets me through 
right. and got me through that period because at that time it was tough because when all of that happened, there was no one to talk to in the firm wow. when Black Lives Matter wow. was happening. Then the Capitol Hill riots they happened. Rise, yep. And I'm meeting with a partnership and I'm the only black person at the table. And they're like, so what are we going to do to talk about the Capitol Hill riots? Are we going to call everyone in the office? Are we going to have a Zoom? And I'm just in this space of we've done nothing. The Black Lives Matter movement has been going on for almost seven months now. Ain't did nothing yet. And now we're sitting here, everyone's just in tears, asking me, how are we going to bring everyone together for the Capitol Hill riots that happened? That was tough. It was very tough. And I spoke up and I said something. When we all did meet, I told them, you know, this is a tough time. And I've been living in this tough time for six plus, my whole life, really. But six plus if we want to talk about this. And we never sat down to have this conversation then. So it does concern me that mm-hmm. we're just now having this conversation. Wow. That is, whew. listen, that, that is a heck of a story. It's a heck of a journey, right? And and uh, I want people to really, really take away from it because, see, you know, you can have faith in a lot of things, faith in yourself, you know, faith in the Lord or whoever you, you know, believe is your, your higher power. But a lot of that is already within us, yes. you know, and we just have to step out on our own faith and really go ahead and press forward to make it happen. And I want to put a pin in it right there because we're going to come back because as Kelly said, this led her to really either even something greater for herself. And we're going to talk about, you know, commas with Kel. and Kelly, I'm sorry. And we're going to do that when we come back after the break, because you don't want to take a small pause for the cause, say thank you to our sponsors who have continued to support Two Mics Up through five seasons. Uh, we'll be back on the other side of this short commercial pause. Be right back. ladies and gentlemen fresh out the break with kelly thorpe the amazing fractional cfo she has really blessed us with with some real inner strength and background about you know who she was and how she got through her let's say her career but now we're going to talk about her work as an entrepreneur and, and founder of commas with kelly now i want to sit back for a minute because i want to allow you to really sit down and, and get take a couple of minutes just to talk about you know, commas with Kelly and really those who are watching this and listening to this, I want you guys to, you know, really pay attention and I want you to give them a walkthrough of what some of your services look like. Cause I want our, our audience to really reach out, you know, and support you and, and really learn, 
you know, how to grow their business without burning, burning out. Yes, that's the part. <laughs> so thank you for the opportunity. Because that is what I find is a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in our communities, they're killing it. They're doing, you stepped out on faith and you're doing the thing in your industry. But once you get to that multiple six figure mark, it's like, how do I sustain without mm. continuing to add more hours to my mm. schedule? And that's where we come in. So at Commons with Kelly, we do offer bookkeeping, accounting, tax preparation services. Um, we also take that component and then tell you what the story is behind your numbers, because mm. that's the big piece for sustainability. So there's um, three buckets where people um, typically come to us. Some people come, they may have a bookkeeper that they already enjoy working with um, and they need that next step of financial strategy. So we can partner with that bookkeeper, get all the reports, get those financial statements that they're emailing you and you dragging and drop them into a file somewhere mm -hmm. and not looking at them till tax. <laughs> we actually supposed to do something with them. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the big part of it. Like, I think that's the big gap that people all understand. I understand you don't understand them, but find right. someone that can help you help to you. understand them because it's important to know when and how to pivot during the year. Because by the time you pull all those reports up in January to file taxes, it's too late. Right. You can't do anything about those numbers at that point in time. The, the clock then turned over to the new year. Right. So we meet with our clients that are in the financial strategy space on a monthly basis. Again, if you're in our bookkeeping space, we take those reports because we're already doing them and we know your numbers. If you already have a bookkeeper, they send us the reports and we look beyond the numbers. We excavate all the data. And figure out, okay, this is where your income is coming in. What are the sources of these income? If you have several different buckets like we do where income is coming in, is that where you want most of your income to be coming in from? Right. Like you could be burning yourself out and not even working in your zone of genius in your business, which is mm. a huge mistake because you can go work for somebody else and get burnt out pretty easily. True. Why True. would you start your own firm and do it that way? So. Mm. We look at that and then we look at your expenses and see where is your spending? Is there any way we can scale back? Is there any way we can scale up to spend some of this money to lessen your tax liability, but mm. reinvest it in your firm through yeah. spending? Mm. Um, so those are all the strategies that we put into place as we look at your numbers from the financial strategy side of things and we begin to implement that that strategy innovate and scale and then my favorite part is holding true to your vision for your firm mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. because you often have started a firm and you'll lose sight in the day-to-day -day work of why why right. you started it what was your vision so mm. we're the the cfo in your back pocket that every month every couple of months when you just when we meet we tell you okay this is the vision are you on track for the vision? Are you doing okay. busy work? Where okay. are we with the vision, right? Like that. So that's the big part of it. And then we also have a membership space, um, which I just launched in June of um, this past year. And that came from entrepreneurs that will come to me and they're not quite ready. They're DIYing mm -hmm. their finances. And I tell people all the time, I'm never going to price you in a package that I know you can't afford. 
Right. I do a deep dive into your finances before we decide to work together. And I can tell where are you? If I can't get my the investment that you're going to pay for my services back three times within right. the first six months, then I'm going to package you in something different and we'll work to get there. Oh, wow. So <laughs> that's what the the membership space is. It's for like people that. that are still DIYing. They may have a bookkeeper at a lower rate. But they they need financial strategy, not quite ready um, or can afford the services and they can get some services there in that space through my master classes, through budgets and templates and different things over there mm -hmm. that help you along the way and get there. So mm -hmm. that's the big the big picture of it is of all of the service packages that we offer. I mean, just amazing uh, and blown away. And I mean, I really encourage you know, our audience, you know, you're watching, you're listening to this. One, take advantage, you know, and I think that, that's the big thing here on, on Two Mics Up. I, I really enjoy highlighting, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners that are really right here in our own backyard that many of us are not aware of, um, but you can really use their services. And if you're in that space, you know, you know, you feel like you're burning out and spinning your wheels and you can really use a team that can really give you a, an extra couple of sets of eyes and information to really help you build and grow. This is what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. So reach out there, you know, Kelly Thorpe, you know, commas with Kel, you know, I wish, you know, time flies so fast when you're having great conversations and, you know, we are at the back end of this conversation and I really hate to walk away, but I also Kelly, I want to give you an opportunity one to please, you know, Share your social media, you know, information with our audience. And if there's maybe one tidbit or piece of advice that you can give to anyone watching or listening to this, please go ahead and just get, drop us a gem on your way out. Sure. Again, thanks for having me. They can find me on all social media platforms at commas with Kelly. I'm sure that's in the show notes. It's commas with a K and Kelly with an E. On all social media platforms, our website is commaswithkelly.com. And reach out. Don't be afraid. I don't care where you are. I don't care how messy your books are. You're not going to get them straight before coming to me. So it's fine. There's never any judgment. <laughs> reach out. The strategy session is free. Let's talk about where you are. It's fine right where you are. And that's what I'll leave people with is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of who's going to judge you, how someone may be perceived on the outside. Oh, they may know more than me or they may judge me because I don't have my finances in order. Jump out there. You're already you've taken the step into entrepreneurship. Take the additional step and jump in those scary rooms and be it. Do it afraid because it's people in those rooms that are open and ready and willing to serve in those areas. So just mm. do it afraid. Mm, I love it, man. Powerful conversation today, ladies and gentlemen. 150th episode, season five close out. Couldn't have done it any better. Couldn't I couldn't be more proud and humble to have had Kelly Thorpe join us and really educate us. Kelly, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule, you know, today to really, you know, just rock with me and share your your passion. Uh, it really comes through. I love your smile. I love your energy and continued success to you and everything that you do. And the Lord puts your hands on. Thank you so much. Right back at you. Thank you so much, Dave. It's my pleasure. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. 
I'm your man, Dame DNYDC, humble host of Two Mics Up. You know, we're coming to you Monday nights, 8 p.m. on the number one network for positive programming, Mogul TV Network. You know, if you feel like you want to follow me, you can follow me across all social media at Dame DNYDC. But please make sure you continue to follow Two Mics Up across all social media, IG, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Yep, we still have our YouTube channel. We're going to get back to that, uh, at Two Mics Up. And look, you know, it's been a pleasure it's been a joy, uh, and I, I get so much so much joy out of just sitting here in this space with you all each and every Monday night on Fridays with my business corner when we go live. I thank you all for your continued support, and you know how I always do as we close out each and every show. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. May you all stay safe. Stay blessed. Mike's out.